everybody. Welcome to the Domesticated Savages podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We've got with us today, Jake, how you doing? We've got Jeremy. What's up, buddy? You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you so much. And we've got Fitz. How you doing? I'm so good. Nice. So today on the Savages, we've got we've got some stories as per usual. And we're going to have Fitzy share some of those stories he's gathered. They're, they're pretty funny. So how about you get some of those at us? Yeah. Do we want to start with a, a good story or a bad go, story? Go good. Okay. Good story first? Good, right. then bad. All right. So this one comes out of Texas. This one was, shoot, this one was just a couple weeks ago, actually, back in, uh, towards the end of May. So in Texas, the headline reads, 14s tried to rob Texas Marine veteran, get hit with instant dose of karma. So what happened is there's a, a Marine veteran chilling outside in front of his house, sitting on the porch. What kind of, what kind of, are we talking uh, World War II? No, Pacific Theater? Current, yeah. Oh. I think he's like in his late 30s or something. Okay. I love instant karma, by yeah, the way. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So he's hanging out there and 14 sneak up behind him. Um, I don't know where his chairs or anything like that are positioned in his house or uh, in front of the house. The dude's last name is Barejo. Barejo. Uh, he says one comes alongside the house and puts a gun to, a back, to the back of his head and they tell him to get up. So he stands up. The garage doors open. So his main concern is, is his family, uh, his wife and kids that are inside the house. So he's, he's trying to keep them focused on him and hopefully they don't go inside the house. Um, what these guys don't know is obviously that he's a Marine veteran and he has a gun in the front pouch of his hoodie. So he takes a few moments. Well, where's his that? Where's that? Texas, 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 baby. All right. Uh, so you've got to assume if you're not an idiot, the homeboy's got a gun on him. Everybody yeah. in Texas got a gun. Yes. Yes. So he takes, he takes a couple That's moments. Critical error number one. Yeah. He stands up, takes a couple moments and then he jumps right into action. Um, um, he's got a round chambered like like a good dude, and he takes the safety, or releases the safety, pulls it out of his hoodie, and just starts firing at these guys. Um, sounds like he hits one. Oh, he, he says, my last thought before I pulled the trigger was, don't be the last one to fall. Uh, stay up as long as you can. So he hits the dude with the gun. Don't be the last one to fall. Don't be the first one to fall. Don't be the last. I don't know. It says be don't be the, the last, last one to fall. Don't be the last one oh, to maybe. fall. maybe. It says don't be the last one to fall. Maybe he meant don't fall. I don't know. You want to be the first one? Don't be the last. Be the last. Stay up as long as you can. So he hits uh, the dude with the gun, starts running. He hits that guy, um, shoots the dude once in the chest and once in the leg. Suspects run from his home. The team, the team that got shot was, was able to make it home, and his mom drove him to a hospital where obviously the, the security and the hospital staff call the police, yeah. and they're able to link up You know, this guy was involved in the shooting that they're investigating. So it's in Harris County. Um, their sheriff's department is the one that handled the investigation. So it sounds like at the end of this report, one suspect is still outstanding. Two were caught by Chatham. The fourth one was the one that was in the hospital. Police aren't charging the, the Marine with anything. Oh, so his wife puts a post on social media, says, you hear about this stuff all the time, but never think it would happen to you. This could have ended terribly for my family and I, but I thank God everyone watching over us and Alexander for stopping them from coming inside. I'm so proud of you, babe. Hashtag my hero. So these silly children chose the wrong dude to try to rob. and one oh, got shot in the chest. Yeah, exactly. So don't be messing around. These are like one of those stories where it's, I don't know, for me, I'm always like, why? Like, why does this stuff never happen to me? Like nothing, nothing exciting ever happens. Well, especially... Cause you look like a hard motherfucker. That's what it's all about, baby. That's the first step. Looking like a hard some bitch. They know you're a savage. Well, I just need to start looking soft. Yeah, you need to look soft, bro. You need to look <laughs> soft, wearing, like, bro. Start wearing like Birkenstock. What are they called? Yeah, Birkenstocks. Birkenstocks. Fucking. Birkenstocks. You need to get some weird fucking glasses. <laughs> you need to drop out 280 pounds. Just start start uh, hiking my pants. Up. <laughs> fucking wear a crop top. Wear like a fucking wear mesh crop top. top. <laughs> just roll around like that. Just wear my max drive vest. Yeah. <laughs> just wear that. And some fucking. You. Some jorts, some fucking there short, the short, short jorts. Oh, uh, yeah. Jean shorts. Them right? cheek chillers. <laughs> cheek chillers. Yeah. And then, and then it'll happen. If I'm doing some robbing shit, 
the two states you don't want to fuck with are Florida and Texas. And Texas. Yeah. And Florida, they'll fucking, some dude out in the bayou is going to fucking clap you up in your alligator bait. Exactly. Your fucking gator food. Nobody's going to know that you're involved no, in the shooting. You're just a you're fucking just another gonna, missing person. Exactly. Yep. Out in yep. Texas, fucking everyone's got a gun. Everybody's got a gun. And a lot of the vets like to go to Texas because it's fucking Texas. And down in Texas. And, and actually in Florida too, a lot of, a lot of first responders and military retire down into Florida. Yeah, exactly. So that's another. Well, in Texas, they also have property right laws where yes. like people come on your property, do some heinous shit. You can smoke them right then and there. You will be dispatched. Not like, you know, places, not like places, California. It's like, okay, if somebody comes to rob you in your house, you have to get every You have to, you have to like be, so let's say what do they family. call that the retreat doctor? yes you have to be in your family room okay well they come into your house you have to go back to another room and lock their room and then if they try to get to that second room then you can take action then what then you have it's to like, give nope, them the deed to your house. house that's fucking yeah that's, yeah. The, that's the transitive properties of california yeah. <laughs> i'm in your house and i don't know uh, okay. what is it in portland in oregon like if i'm gonna rob anybody i'm going to oregon yeah, yeah exactly it's easy up there yeah. they'll just give you stuff for free exactly we're in new york apparently because you've got another story so story number two comes out of new york post this one was also recently so this is a week before our Texas story. So there is a teenage rapper who goes by the name of C Blue, which is stupid. Spell it. Uh, the letter C and then Blue, B L U. <laughs> so dumb. Yes. So this is what he looks like. Uh, he looks like a piece of shit. Some nerdy little kid that should, should have gotten beat up as, as a younger kid. He probably did. So the article from C Blue sounds post. like a fruity drink. You go to the bar and like, yeah, give me a shot of the C Blue. C Blue sounds it. like an essential oil. <laughs> you got a little fucking Meredith. You need some of the C Blue. You got the fucking sniffles. Get some of that C Blue right on your fucking gum. You can use some really C Blue quick. right now. You can use some fucking C Blue. <laughs> so the article reads that charges have been dropped against a teenage rapper accused of shooting an NYPD officer during a scuffle in the Bronx earlier this year. The gun and assault case against Cameron Williams, which is the the kid's real name, C Blue. A 16-year-old reputed gangbanger and rapper who goes by the stage name C Blue cannot be prosecuted, the city law department said in a Friday statement without elaborating. Williams had been facing charges after allegedly shooting 27-year-old cop Kasim Pennant in the leg in January while he was on probation for a prior gun case. Bronx Supreme Court Justice Dennis Boyle set the up-and-coming rapper's bond to $250,000 in February. Williams posted with advance that he had received from signing a record contract with Interscope Records. One week after he made bail, Williams was hauled back into juvenile court for violating his probation. So he didn't even make it out a week. Now he's got he's got these pictures flashing gang signs and his little guns and his little recording studio. What a loser. Has the, uh, the New York Police Benevolent Association said anything? They sure did release a statement. That's yes. the same dude from earlier. Oh, yeah. That, that guy. So I'm sure he made bail with his uh, record deal. His record deal really covered his bail, right? Yeah. Well, he got an advance on it. Yeah, exactly. So he didn't even come out with his record yet, but the label here you go. Here's your money. money. Yeah. Yep. So the law department goes they on to say, this bullshit. Just because the city cannot prosecute doesn't mean this individual should have been carrying an illegal weapon, a weapon which uh, which contributed to both him and an officer being shot. Pursuant to family court law, the case is now sealed, and we are unable to say more about the matter. So they even go to say that, yeah, he should have been carrying an illegal weapon, but we're not going to charge him with anything, and we're going to seal it, and you can never talk about it ever again. Yeah. Like, that's a whole bunch of- That doesn't apply to us. We're talking about it. So, yeah, exactly. We're talking about it. So We're N- talking about NYPD ben- uh, Police Benevolent Association President Patrick J. Lynch called the decision to drop the charges against Williams absurd. This absurd decision should outrage every New Yorker who wants to get illegal guns off our streets. There's no dispute that this individual was caught carrying an illegal gun for the second time. If perps like this face absolutely no consequences, even after shooting a cop, we have to ask why bother sending us out to get the guns at all. Yeah, yeah. true. So it says every cop out there now is going to be like, you know what? Why am I going to go do my job if you're not going to back me? Yeah. Why would you? Like there are even our DA, right? We have 
DA is a district attorney, the lead attorney, prosecuting attorney for our county. So even our DA has dropped, you know, some big cases. Yeah. But you have a case like this where the dude shot another cop and he is already facing felony gun charges previously. And you're going to drop the second charge after he shot a cop? Like, yeah. come on now, guy. Exactly. What kind of faith do you have in the justice system after something like that? You just you don't. Do, especially as a None. cop, too. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. It's, you as a citizen should be enraged about that. Yeah. You got these people actually committing heinous crimes and they're like, yeah, man, we're not, we're, we'll we're not doing it. Yeah, you got to pass. You got to pass. Like, you want to do adult crimes, bro, you should be face adult time. That's how it goes. Yep. So it sounds like the incident was in May. So he's a member of the Rayway crew, which is a subset of the Crips. Um, sounds like he, he was stopped by officers. He stepped out of the car and immediately puts his hands in his pockets, which... That's a no-no. Is wrong Red two. flag. Red, red flag number one is him getting out of the car. Red flag two is him putting his hands in the pockets. Police tell him to show him his hands. They refuse. There is a tussle uh, between him and some of the cops, and Williams ends up plugging the guy. And then, in turn, it sounds like the kid got shot as well. So, yeah. So, that's uh, that's NYPD. So, the moral of these two stories are, go commit crimes in New York and not Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it is, dude. Basically, what it comes down to, right? Yeah. Yeah. What a joke. So, that's why the first story is good. Second story is bad. Yeah. Kind of segued into that second story, though. Yeah. Talking about what's that, what's going on there. That that type of stuff just makes it hard, not just as a cop, but even as a as a citizen, just how do you have faith in, and I it sucks to, to lump the, the criminal justice system as a whole, but normal citizens don't understand that because one cog isn't working, it doesn't necessarily mean the whole machine is broken. Just that one cog, or even maybe two or three cogs can be not working fun, uh, appropriately, but. So do you think the outcome would have been the same if this kid, instead of shooting a cop, had shot? Just a normal citizen. Do you think it'd been the same outcome, or do you that's think it was? I don't know because he was a cop, and it's like, well, yeah, fuck it. I don't know. That's a good. That's a good question. That is a good question. Because in my mind, if this dude's willing to fucking throw down with a cop, uh, normal citizens like that's that's easy pickings right there. Yeah, They're I could see there be, be more of a public outcry if it was if it was a civilian versus you know the current situation with it being a cop, especially in those weird Democrat-run states. Here, I'll run yeah, a comparo from where we're at, and I've heard DAs and. The, the attorneys on that you know side i've heard them where we've arrested people for assault on a po assault on a police officer or we've had attorneys say well that's the job you signed up for so you should kind of expect that so we're not going to charge this person with assaulting you have you ever heard that yeah yeah i've heard that too it's like you you sign up for it you should expect it i've heard it never directly from a prosecutor but i i believe that happened to your former work wife to esteban yeah where there was like a in some case he like assaulted against him and they're like oh we're gonna plead that out without consulting with him and he was like uh what oh shit you know what i lied that did happen to me uh, not me personally but it was the the officer that i was working a case with yeah that we were on the case together and I, when i went to court uh they have the little side offices outside the courtroom that you can talk to your attorneys with the prosecutor brought me back there and they were talking about um you know hey we might not need you you know he might end up taking the plea deal that we that we offered him and out of curiosity i wanted to know what the plea deal was and so i think he had i think it was two different counts of assault Assault on a peace officer, disorderly conduct, intoxication. There was, it, it was outside of a bar, right? He was fighting a bunch of people. Two of them ended up pressing charges. Um, so he was going to plead to one assault and the intoxication, and they were going to waive the rest. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, wait, what about the the assault on a peace officer? You know, that officer's out of town. You know, have you talked to him about, um, you know, him being okay with you waiving that? Because that's, 
you know, going to be a little bit higher. Technically, than, he's the victim. Correct. Right. And yeah. And they said, well, no, you know, that they didn't necessarily say that kind of comes with the territory. They just said, no, we just, you know, kind of wanted to just talk to the victims. And I said, well, he is a victim. It's assault on a peace officer is a charge in the code book. Yeah. Which is why we charged them with it. Yeah. And technically he's the victim of that crime. They ended up just waving the whole thing. I was pissed. Yeah. So actually I, I do have an incident of that. We had, I had one, this is earlier in my career where this, I got ag assaulted. Dude had a gun. We got ag assaulted and we caught the dude. But when we went into court, I was talking to him like, yeah, we went off from a plea deal. You changed these charges down from like a felony two down to like a misdemeanor. And I said, well, what do you, why, why, why? Well, we looked at the guy's record and he doesn't really have anything on his record. Who gives a shit? So because he doesn't have anything on his record, we don't want to ruin his life and make him a felon. So we're just going to plead it down to a, a misdemeanor. And I was like, you really feel okay about that? Why does he not have something on his record? Because you guys have done this for him in the past. We've like pled his felony charges down to misdemeanors. You know, is that why this is going on? You know, there's a first time for everything. So how about we get this going? And they were adamant. They did not want to charge this guy the felony. Just give him a plea deal on, on the misdemeanors. That's what they did. Yeah. They didn't give a shit what I had to say. Yeah. They just pled it down on misdemeanor. So yeah, that stuff happens all the time. Do I think that that would have happened if, if he had ag assaulted a, you know, a citizen, not a cop? Probably not. Probably not. They probably would have, they probably would have charged him. I mean, who knows? This is conjecture, complete conjecture. So True. maybe they wouldn't have, but it just feels like sometimes the cops get a, not a fair shake when it well, comes to stuff like that. Well, especially when you look at our current DA's office, yeah. right? And not maybe not the office as a whole, right? Not every single one, but generally speaking, yeah. that is the tone that's coming out of that office. I think across the nation, you see it. Not just yeah. ours, ours, okay, sure. But I think across the nation, you see that same thing where, you know, since the 2022 riots and everything that's going on, you see a lot of these municipalities, these cities, these district attorneys that are unwilling to, to, you know, fight for the cops because right. they don't want to have maybe that backlash or they think that maybe they bought into the whole bullshit where, you know, they don't think the cops can be these victims of these crimes. We saw that with the flipping riots, dude. Yeah. How yeah. many people, how many cops got ag assaulted and they're like, eh. Was it 27? Slaps 27 on the, slaps on the wrist. Injured? Yeah, slaps on the wrist. Me. Yeah, yeah exactly. You. Yeah, exactly. We were so, both there. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that that's kind of, it's it's pathetic and I, and I applaud the people, the locations that actually stand up for cops and say yeah. cops are our integral part of our, you know, our society. We need to have these cops. We need to protect our cops or else you're going to have pandemonium. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty, pretty shitty. I, and, um, well, I was just, I was just going to say that I think the way we're headed, it's, it seems like the other side of law and order, you know, they're more willing to give these, uh, felons or suspects breaks. And it's going to get to the point where people are getting so many breaks. Like what guarantee does the public have of their safety? Yeah. When it's like, yeah, these guys are committing crimes. These people are committing crimes. Yeah. We go and arrest them. They're, how many times have you arrested somebody for an aggravated assault or some sort of felony and they're back on the streets in a day? Well, we had that shooting, what was it, back in 2020 where the dude was released. He, he was convicted, sent to prison for a, a good number of years for ag robbery. And what does he do within days of getting uh, released on parole? He kills somebody. He's doing the same thing. Oh, yeah. was and then he ends up getting smoked by, by some of our officers. So that guy actually didn't serve a good number of years, bro. It was six months. He served six months six for months ag. For didn't ag get like, wasn't it like three separate ag robbery yeah, charges? Yeah, and they, they let him out. And Holy they, shit. They were saying that, you know, it was basically, when, so he was still on, on parole basically is what it was. Yeah. But they wanted to be released back into the community, and then so that's another point they want to touch on. In our in a large majority of our shootings, the people who we end up shooting on these calls, I think if we look back, I think it goes all the way back to 2013, or maybe even prior to that when they started doing this whole instead of having people serve their max sentences, they let them out on their own recognizance, uh -huh. serving a, a small portion of their time where they get out right. and they go back to committing those same types of yeah. crimes. I think that we had out of you know a handful of shootings, maybe 15 to 20 shootings. We had 
every single person that we got into shooting with was a person who was on paper. A person on paper. That means, so that means that they, had, they had been released early yeah. from serving from their, their time, sense, yeah. and they have to abide by certain laws, rules, regulations. Yeah. But it's like, hey, you've committed a crime. We're going to let you out early. Yes. You know, you have to check in. And how many times have you run into somebody who they're on paper, they, they're like, just the other night, we were dealing with a guy. He was on paper. He had already, he told us, and this, you know, didn't affect his charges or anything, but he's like, yeah, my PI, you know, I, I pissed hot, which means he tested dirty, whatever his restrictions are for drugs or alcohol. He couldn't have any. He's already done that, but he's still out there. Yeah. And so it's like, we, we work hard to get these people off the streets, but within a short amount of time, they're back on the streets doing the same stuff. Yeah. That's the frustrating portion of, of, of being a cop. I think that a lot of times you see that frustration with the officers. It's like, dude, I'm out there busting my balls to try to take these guys off the streets and yet they ain't off them streets. They're out there committing them heinous crimes still. It's like, why am I doing my job? And you see this, I think, a lot with newer cops who like kind of get disenchanted because, like, yeah. dang, I've been doing my job. I've been getting these guys off the streets, and they're here. They are again, committing these same crimes. And you know, I learned over the years, it's like, dude, it doesn't matter. You get paid to do the job. Just keep doing your job. Yep. If you if you caught this guy the first time, catch him again. Yeah. And it sucks, but that's just the, that's the way the cookie crumbles, bro. Yeah. Sometimes that's what you got to do is go catch these guys again and again and again. So I was just trying to touch. I can I can foresee a time coming shortly where. The like I said, the the DA's office or that side of law enforcement is becoming so lenient on some of these offenders that it's going to be like the purge out there, where they're running around Damn. and the, the and purge. the and the people are like, what the hell? Like, you have vigilantism the, or something? Yeah, like, like what the hell we got going on? Maybe. And who knows, dude? This, like I've seen some crazy stuff happen just in my short career, sixteen yeah. years. I've seen. I've seen you know everything kind of flipped on its face from yeah. point A to point B, where you have just a different mindset in the public and i've seen stuff change so drastically that oh yeah who's to say in another 15 to 16 years it's not going to be a completely different animal are you going to recognize it no. i don't know no you're not i don't th- i think it's going to be and it's kind of a scary thought because what is it going to morph into well you know they say that law enforcement, about this on an earlier episode yeah they say law enforcement is like dread. a pendulum right a pendulum and it swings right. back and forth you know i felt like it swung one way like waiting for that shoe to drop it to swing back I don't think the it's favor going to. of law, it's not going but to. I feel like that it's like, did the pendulum break off? And now it's like sitting way over on this other side. I, I remember when I first got hired on and a lot of the guys who'd been hired on years before me, they kind of talked about that pendulum. They talked about before like 9-11, there was sort of an animosity towards law enforcement. Uh-huh. 9-11 happens and everyone's thankful for their first responders and, you know, getting thanked all the time. And luckily enough, I think I, I still get people in you know, say, Hey, thank you for your service. Yeah, for sure. And I always tell them I'm happy to I get that more nowadays than I ever have. For but sure. I think, I think that pendulum, is not going to swing back. I, I think the, I yeah. think law enforcement as it is, has changed that way. And I think we have to find ways to adapt because it's not swinging back. Yeah. I think that you're going to always have, you know, citizenry who, who are very thankful for their police officers, which I'm grateful for. And it's not them who necessarily are affecting the things that are going on nowadays. I think you have people that are vocal, like sticking up for their cops. But the problem is you get government entities. That's who we're talking about now. It's not the citizens. It's government entities yeah. who are unwilling. I mean, look at, look and they at, have, look and they at have the, the power. They make the decisions. Yeah. Look at the FBI, dude. The FBI is not what it was. Oh, no. It's pretty scary to look at the FBI and the stuff they're doing. I think a lot of people are talking about like, you know, if you're in law enforcement long enough, you see the, the pendulum. You see the good times and you see yeah. the bad. Yeah. I just think that maybe we'll... The pendulum will swing in a, in a uh, maybe uh, towards us more, but it's going to be completely different. Yeah, it's not ever going to be back to the way it was. I don't look at the pendulum as a, as, a, as something that's swinging necessarily back and forth. I, I see it kind of swinging more of like oscillating. Yes, it kind of like will swing back, but it can like swing. There's more like a three D object. Yeah. So yeah, I think that that's a that's a fact. All right, guys. 
thanks for uh, listening to that portion of it. Just some of the national stories that are going on. Good and the bad, right? We kind of look at that uh, through that lens, good, bad. Um, yeah, man, pretty crazy. Uh, I kind of want to bust into some stories that we've dealt with here lately or just some stories we have of, of our, you know, our own account. Um, something that I saw recently, this is pretty crazy. So we had a call of a man down. This man down happened on our North track, which we've alluded to on a couple of our episodes. One of the, you know, the far end of our North track and near an area where they're, you know, during the winter months when it's a little bit more, you know, crappy weather, they have these shelters that they'll pop up for the homeless. So the homeless can have places to stay so they don't freeze on, you know, freeze to death out on the streets. So they'd set this one up and now it's getting warmer. They've kind of closed it down. But you still get the the people who were utilizing those facilities that hang around there because that's kind of like the life they've established now. So we have like these tent cities that kind of pop up. So out on the sidewalk, these people find this man down. They run across the street to this gas station and say, hey, we see this guy. He's down. We don't know if he's breathing or not. Call the police. So the clerk from this uh, gas station runs across the street. Yep. Sees this guy. He's down. He looks like he's not breathing. Looks like he's probably dead. We call the police. We show up on scene. As soon as we get on scene, we're like, yeah, that guy's freaking dead. He's dead as a doornail. DRT. Yeah, DRT. Not mostly dead, but all dead. <laughs> and you know the difference between mostly dead and all dead, don't you? Yeah. What is the difference? Well, with all dead, the only thing you can do is check through the pockets, look for loose change. Yep. Right? <laughs> That's a princess bride, bro. Princess bride. To blame, which means to bluff. <laughs> which means you're probably playing cards. And he cheated. <laughs> have you, have you seen the princess I have. Bride? I have not. Oh, yeah. I so far, when they go see Miracle Max. They're trying to get. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. The, so yeah, not purple. to yes. digress from your story, but I met uh, Billy Crystal. No, oh. the Dread Pirate Roberts. Carrie oh, yeah. Elvis. Carrie Elvis. A, a few times. Yeah. And super nice guy. Yeah. Like he seems like he'd be pretty he, cool. He's and I was working with an officer um, who who was a huge fan. And I had already met uh, Mr. Elwes a couple times. And, you know, it's just, it's not, you know, you don't try and approach him. You just, you're doing your job. I'm there yeah. for security. You don't be a fan At boy. some of these events, you're just making sure everyone's safe. But, you know, you kind of come up and you chat and just super, super nice guy. Yeah. And this officer was like, that was like one of his top, he's huge, huge fan. I was like, well, right. just go introduce yourself and, you know, kind of be nice. And yeah. he was a little hesitant. I was like, let's go. And I, you know, went up and said, hey, Mr. Elwes, we're security. If you have any issues and, you know, kind of talk to him. And and then uh, I said, hey, my partner's a pretty big fan and he'd like to get a photo if that's okay with you. And he's like, absolutely no problem. So we take a photo and then go about our day. Well, this officer, you know, was like looking in the photo and so happy in the background. Uh, there's like this curtain, but there's a slit and you can see through it. Wallace Shaw, who is inconceivable. Oh yeah. That guy. Uh-huh. And so he kind of got a two for one. Oh, I mean, nice. in the background you can see him, but that's funny. He didn't fall. It's inconceivable. <laughs> inconceivable. <laughs> I don't think that means what you think that means. Back to my story. We find this guy all dead. And I mean, the dude, it was, you know, it's pretty sad. Some of these lives, these people live. And this guy apparently is living next to these other homeless people who know him for his street name of J, which we don't know what that means. J, is it a letter J? Is it J A Y? Is he a men in black? Yeah. We, we don't know. Reduced down to the letter? Definitely was not just a men in black, but oh. maybe, I, I don't know. So these people don't know him for boo, don't know his story or nothing like that. Um, and we're trying to gather info, but man, we, we just can't find out who this guy is. And we're not rifling through everything yet because we got to call out our crime lab techs. We got to call out the medical examiner if we can't find, you know, why there's this guy There's an investigation there's a whole protocol. to this. Mm-hmm. So initially we're not rifling through all of this stuff. Uh, we calling out the, the, the crime lab so we can document the scene before we start going through his pockets and stuff. And crime lab shows up right before the ME does because it was a busy, busy night. We show up and, and they're like, okay, so do we know who this guy is? No, we don't know who this guy is whatsoever. Okay, let's take some photos just of the scene and then we're going to we're gonna kind of 
go through his stuff so we can find out who he is. So we take photos and then we start rolling the body, checking for like knife wounds. So there's nothing. I mean, the dude died from cancer is what it looks like. So we go through his, start going through his pockets. Dude, no ID, no wallet, nothing that states who he is. He's got a tattoo on his arm that is just a couple letters. We can't, we look like through our system to see if the tattoo has been identified. Does anybody, uh... which it hasn't, it doesn't, it's just pretty nondescript, you know? So we're like, crap, we can't find out who this guy is. And that kind of like gives you a headache cause you can't notify next to can and you can't do all the protocol that you want to go through to, when you have, when you have this dead body. So the medical examiner is there. Well, she reaches up, opens the dude's mouth and reaches in and grabs his teeth and pulls his freaking dentures out. What? Oh yeah. Yeah, bro. She pulls his dentures out. And she starts looking at the dentures and she's like, oh, look, there's his name right there. Brent so-and-so. What the shit? We're like, what the frick? Is that real? Or is that the manufacturer? We pull it out. We run that name. We find the dude and his mugshot and everything perfectly. Off his dentures. Off of his freaking dentures. We found his name off of his Was it like written in Sharpie or was it like- No, it was like printed. Printed on there. Like stamped inside the dentures. And then he looks at us. She says, yeah, anytime you have a dead body, if they could possibly have dentures, absolutely look at the dentures because 99 point nine percent of the time their name will be stamped on their dentures i thought i was gonna say like minted dent or something <laughs> <laughs> the next the yep. next scene you go on now you're gonna have officers just tugging look, on, pulling teeth. on teeth look it's colgate his name's colgate run it yeah i was like huh that's pretty interesting i said so is it more common for them now their name stamped on their dentures or their underwear and she's like <laughs> ah, the dentures for sure i said yeah i think would you rather have your name stamped on your dentures or your, or your underwear you guys which one we stamped our names on our underwear in the marine corps exactly. when we were in boot camp yeah so you weren't wearing each other's chonies yeah so I hopefully you never to have to wear dentures. Rather... Underwear. Stop my name on my underwear, baby. I, I'm going to go. I mean, in this scenario, do I have dentures? Yes. Oh. Um, yeah. If, if I have dentures, put my name on there. <laughs> then your undies. You can wash your undies pretty you easy. You can wash right? them. And we're going to know which undies are yours probably. Yeah. <laughs> the unmarked dirty ones. <laughs> like, damn, did you have the NASCAR in your undershorts? Because there's a, it's a lot of streak marks track. in here, buddy. Plus, anybody else puts them on like a freaking sale. Yeah. <laughs> what is this, a sale? What are you they're not sailboat over they're here? not extra mediums i can tell you that mediums <laughs> they're not mediums I'm, I'm the only dude that, it's easy because i'm the only dude wearing a banana ha- banana hammock at work oh, so it it's easy to find out who yeah, it is you're like blue from remember the titans that's exactly what it is leopard print so yeah that was pretty interesting i mean i know i, know, I don't think i ever would have thought to pull this yeah. dude's teeth out of his face to check i'm, not, I'm not reaching in never would have thought of that weird huh yeah that was so weird well even then that that wouldn't fall. I mean, that's always going to be a medical exam yeah, deal. for sure. And I'm sure they've done so even many autopsies. Can, yeah. They pulled people's teeth out and they found their names. That's why she even knew to look. I mean, that's good information to know. You know, if you ever come across that and you're like, it looks like they got some fakies yeah. in the mouth, you know, let the medical. Thanks but for clarifying where the fakies were. <laughs> in the mouth. Maybe he's got a prosthetic pinky. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to look on every time. Anytime anybody has some sort of like addition that's, you know. Easily detachable. I'm going to look to see if, name see, if there, on it. see if there's a name there. Yeah. Just start pulling off prosthetic legs exactly. and yeah. arms. Exactly. I mean, it makes sense though. It makes sense. Do you think, hold on. Do you think that extends to if somebody has a prosthetic leg? Do you think their name stamped on it? I think that would we be. We could ask Ian. Yeah. Ian's got a fake leg. Yeah. You could probably, I mean, why wouldn't it be? That's your freaking probably Probably got a serial number on it too. So one of the best stories. You know with Serialized. Yeah. Sorry. One of the best stories with Ian was, this happened a couple months ago, but we're on a call. Um kind of in the central city, central part of our city, uh, near some really crappy apartments that are always popping off something going on. Well, there was another officer who was working a part-time who hears our call, kind of scoots over there and seeing what's going on. But as he's walking, like has a bad, like Jax's calf or something like it 
I don't know if he stepped wrong, but he starts like, oh my God, limp. And he's like, ah, and Ian's like, shut the fuck up. You've got two legs. What are you bitching about? <laughs> I, I couldn't help but chuckle. We should have Ian on and have him tell some stories. He's got some funny damn He stories. does. That's one dude that I wish during the summer months would wear shorts to work. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. Is he cool with us talking about him? What's um, he going to do? He only has one leg. He can't come chasing after <laughs> us. He's, he's quick. Just saying. Just saying. For a one-legged man. He could beat me. Oh, it's, not, it's not that hard anyway, I'm just saying. But, um, Speaking of dead bodies, have you guys ever had a dead body that cleared the room, like smell-wise? Oh, yeah. Oh, I had yeah. one this week. Did you really? Yeah. Is the week had of all dead kinds bodies, of dead bro. bodies this week. Week of dead bodies, and it's bro. And what we're getting into now is, you know, usually you see, like, in the wintertime, it's, you know, a lot of people will, you know, have their heaters on and stuff, but the cold seems to dampen that smell quite yeah. a bit. Mm-hmm. But we're getting into the summer months now where you're going to get, we're going to start getting those yeah, calls. Yeah, it's yeah. like, hey, I haven't seen my neighbor like in three weeks and this place smells really bad. It smells ripe. And then as like soon as dead. you get onto the floor, you know, if it's an apartment or in the neighborhood, like you're standing outside the house, you're like... <sighs> Yeah, they're dead. Yeah, we had one. Oh, you're dead. We had one this week. So we get called out to, it's like, it's an extended stay hotel where people are kind of placed there if they're in group homes, they're trying to get them back on their feet. You know, maybe they've been in jail or prison or something like that. They come out, they have nowhere to be. So they, you know, initially go to, let's say, like a drug house. I say drug house. What do they call those? It's like a first step house, right? Yeah. Where uh, first step, yeah, like a recovery house. You know, like a recovery house, yeah. Where they, they get them out, they get them out, and then they say, "Okay, you've been here for a little bit. You've got your stuff acclimated. You've got a job now. So now we're going to move you on to the next step, which is this extended stay hotel. So this guy's at this extended stay hotel. He's got a caseworker. They check on him pretty much daily, but for some reason, nobody checked on this guy for a couple days. So they're up at his apartment door. They're knocking. They can't get in. He's got the latch set, so even if you open up the key, it still will only open the door like a quarter inch or half an inch. Yeah. You know, boom, stops. You can't get in. And they say, "Yeah, something's weird. Something's I was going to say fishy, but." It wasn't fishy. <laughs> Something's decayed. Something's smelly. And they call us. So we get out there, pop the door open, and we go inside, and dude's dead. He's down. And he's been down for a couple days. Well, it's a hotel, and they have AC units, but for some reason, his is not turned on. Oh, yeah. And so he's inside the cooking. room, dude, inside the room, it's almost 90 degrees. Oh, and yes. he's been down for like two or three or four days. That's like a, that's like a slow cooker. Yeah, bro. So we get in there, and it was... Ew. Even thinking about it right now, it's going to make my stomach <laughs> royal. Uh, we go in there. I'm like, dang, this is this is gross. We walk in and, you know, we got to check for stuff. I can't just be like, yep, he's dead. So we go in and start doing our investigation. The dude's down on the bed, face down on the bed. And he was like, you know, probably just a regular sized dude, probably around 200 pounds. But no, he looks like he's double that. He's just Pretty kind of pop inflating, right? And he's got a dude on his arm. This sounds gross. I'll just tell you, I don't give a shit. On his arm, he's got this one part where the stuff is collected right by his elbow because his arm's kind of hanging over the bed. So it's cutting off the stuff from, you know, gravity pulling you down to his hand. So the stuff is built up on his elbow area and he's got this blister that's got to be the size of like one of those mini basketballs. You know, so you see he gets playing with it's like grown on the, and it's purple and black and blue and it looks like it's going to pop. And I'm going to think to myself, I better be out of this room when that thing pops because yeah. it is just disgusting looking. So we, I was in the room for maybe two minutes. I walk out, talk to the officers. I'm like, yep, what are we going to do? What's our protocol? Okay, we got this. Yep, good, good, good. Call out the ME. Tell the ME we don't have anything that we can really, we don't have a doctor who can sign off on this. So call the ME and get crime out of here, take photos. So uh, yeah, sure enough, dude, they come out and ME's like, yep, we're not going to come get the body. Just send them off to send them off to the morgue. We'll look at it later. And I was like, well, good. I'm uh, I'm kind of glad that I'm a supervisor on this one because I don't have to sit here and watch this stuff yeah. go down. I got stuff to do. See you later. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, got it taken care of though. But yeah, nasty, stinky. It was gross. You can smell it down the hallway like you're saying. You ever had one of those? I had one 
right off of FTO. No, no, no. I was on FTO. It was my test week, actually, mm-hmm. with my initial FTO. And we go out on a lady that had been had not been heard of from by her family for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get there. We I'm guessing she'd probably only been down for a couple days. Mm-hmm. Um, what had happened is she had fallen off of her bed. She had one of the taller beds. So she'd fallen off her bed and her head was in her garbage can. Like the little small, you know, the little like bedside garbage can. Yeah. So none of the gases or anything were able to escape because the garbage can was putting so much pressure on her neck that mm-hmm. it was cutting everything off. I didn't know that. I didn't have any realization of that. You know, so we go over, she's dead. You know, we clear the house, do everything, close everything off. The family shows up probably 20 minutes later. Crime lab shows up. They're taking pictures. The ME shows up. They're taking pictures. And then the body snatchers show up. And so they they go to move the body together in the, the body bag to take to the, the morgue. As soon as the two dudes lift her up. She burps and it's just like everything from her stomach. Uh So she apparently was a very, very small lady, but she looked like she was about 180 pounds. Uh Looked normal to me, right? Because she's laying kind of at an angle because her head is still elevated and she was uh, laying face down. But by the time she had uh, gotten done burping out all the gases, she'd probably shrunk down to about like 120. She like deflated. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, Literally deflated. And there was you're, bile. You're breathing all that gas. Oh yeah, there's bile coming out and all that gas, and it was so bad that the two body snatchers dropped her, and we all left the room. And we get outside, and the family's outside, right? So as we get outside, everyone's trying to compose themselves. Yes. So it's less traumatic for the family, but yeah. we're all looking. All of us. There's six of us. We're all looking at each other like, holy shit. We got to go back in there and get the spot. Yeah. <laughs> like, so the two dudes are looking at each other and they're like, okay, you ready? No, no, give, give me a minute. Like they're, they're trying to hype each other up. And I look at my FTO and I'm like, we don't have to go back in there, right? Like we don't have to watch them move the body. He looks at me and he goes, no, we're not going back in that house. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, kidding. Yeah. yeah you, was, you, you saw everything you needed to see on yeah, that Yeah, that was horrid. Yeah. Nasty. So, uh, so my, my last real, so I kind of, I think I talked about one with George. Yeah. It was out in the field in the yeah. tent, but- yeah. The, that my last thing was one in those apartments summertime. Hey, I haven't heard from a neighbor in a couple of weeks. His place smelled real bad. I think I've told the story, but he'd been down in his apartment for a while and it's warm in there and body snatchers come and they had a newer person. And as they pick him up, the skin starts sloughing off. Oh, yeah. And as they could feel it through his clothes, sloughing off, and yeah. the new guy drops it. And, oh, yeah. and we're just chuckling because we're like, yeah, buddy, that's you. That's all that's you, you, That's your, your job, job buddy. That's, that's yours. That's, that you signed off on that when you picked this job, bro. Sorry about it. Have you, Fitz, have you had to help the, not the ME, but uh, like a mort- the, the mortuary? No. I think you had to, I think, and I've had to where it was the last I time was- a couple times, yeah. Yeah my, yeah, my last time was years and years ago, but, you know, grandma passed away and was living with family. And I mean, she was, like I said, probably like a biscuit shy, 400 pounds. Yeah. And the mortuary guys, and they always show up like in these nice, you know, they want to be <laughs> right. professional. Yeah. And suits and everything. You don't want to show up Their with a- Sunday dress. Like a mega death t-shirt or something, <laughs> you know? <laughs> So they show up nice, but man, man, these guys are probably like five, three, like a buck each. Yeah. And they're just looking at us like, uh, can we get some can help? We get a little bit of help here? And of course it's one of those houses on the east side where, you know, the hallways are super narrow and the doorway yeah. super narrow and the concrete outside. And so poor grandma's slipping and sliding. We almost lost her a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> you try to do us decorum because yeah, they're loved yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. You're trying to show the family. I mean, that's a, that's a tough last image. Yeah. Last experience. Grandma, to have the family. grandma rolling off the, Gosh. and the gurney they have, it's not like. I mean, they're, I mean, I wouldn't even fit on one. I don't think Jake, you wouldn't fit on no. one, but, and grandma didn't either. So we're, you know, we're, we're all on the sides and she's rolling into us and we're kind of just playing ping pong, <laughs> trying to keep her <laughs> They didn't stable. have like straps to strap down no. the body bag or anything? She would, so they, they, uh, put, put like a sheet under her, pick her up and then put a sheet on top of her. 
They didn't have a body bag. It's, it's not the MEs. It's just the mortuary dudes. I thought they normally have body bags as well. Sometimes mortuaries come out without body bags, dude. They come out just with like sheets. Yeah. I don't know if like those bags are expensive or what. You get them on Amazon. <laughs> but they didn't have like straps to strap the body down? I don't know, bro. No, bro. We've had, I was talking about this with some of the guys on the streets uh, just a couple days ago. We were talking about autoerotic asphyxiation. Have you ever seen one of those? <laughs> no. No? Y'all know what that is though, yes. right? Yeah. For That's what the dude from, uh, what's the Kung Fu show? Yes. David Carradine or David, David Carradine, Carradine, yeah. So autoerotic asphyxiation is basically where you're trying to gratify yourself sexually. Choking stroke. Choking yourself out. It's called a choking stroke. And sometimes they don't have a buddy. You gotta you have a spotter. Gotta, you gotta have a spotter, Always bro. Always have a spotter. A spotter or an emergency release. No, yeah, you gotta have you a spotter. spotter. You have a spotter. If you lose consciousness because you've gone to the brink, doesn't matter if you, if you have that release or not. You're, just, you're not going to get yeah, it. You're not going to get it. You gotta have, have a spotter, spotter, bro. But then it doesn't turn into autoerotic. You've got a spotter. It's not really auto anymore. Yeah. Well, he's not. He's not participating. Uh, he's just watching. He's just. He's, he's wa- just watching. He's spotting. He's the so. <laughs> so he's so the you find. Voyeur. You need to find a, a buddy that's a voyeur. Yeah, a voyeur. Yeah. yeah. A so, watcher. Yeah, we've had some of those too. Those are those are interesting because they always have. <laughs> I don't know how deep I want to go on this one. <laughs> you brought it up. I did. They always have the. Bring them they they always areas. have the weirdest just toys. Oh yeah, hanging around. Accoutrement. Accoutrement. As yes, it were. As it were. In what is that German? <laughs> oh, that's French. But that's that, French. I know it's French. I, I was being a dick. Yeah, yeah, you are. So, yeah, they. Uh, we had a guy who had done that. Uh, he was actually. Uh, what do they call? Uh, it was a male flight attendant for Delta Airlines. Did he have a flight attendant? A stewardess. No, because it's female. Stewardess is female. Steward. So they call him a flight attendant. I think you're all supposed to be called flight attendants. Flight attendant. So he's Sir. a flight attendant for Delta. And I, I mean, you can't wait till you get home. He's on the road a lot, apparently. So he decides to do it in this hotel. And it's one of our nicer hotels in the downtown area where we work. And uh, he had found himself a nice closet rod inside the closet. And he'd done his thing in there. And then nobody, he didn't show up for like his flight checks. So they asked for somebody to go check on his hotel room. So he hadn't been down for very long, long enough to stretch his neck out to look like he had probably a two foot long neck. So he was, oh, so he was working because he, you know, fully had a layover. In between flights, yeah. In between flights, mm-hmm. they go sleep. And usually what happens is a shuttle takes him from the hotel yeah. early morning back to the airport and they go, and he didn't report. Didn't report. That's how they got him. That's how they got him. So he hadn't been down very long because they went to check his hotel room. There he was. We should have a supernatural episode. Pretty cool. We got some stories. Supernatural encounters. I've got some from the res. Yeah, dude. Awesome. I've got some stories. We do, should do a supernatural. I don't have any supernatural stories. Do you have story. anything? Go you know, kill some. Don't like, hey, hey, go get some. <laughs> hey. Fucking go disturb an Indian burial grave. <laughs> what the shit? I want start to experience, some, not hey, a lifetime start, curse. Hey, hey, on your 10-7, go do some seances. In the, just do some seances, bro. In the middle of the atrium, yes. and set up this weird yes. you know what pentagram. pentagram. Another good way is go raid some ancient burial sites, like still pots and shit like that. From yeah. they call them a thief of time. That's what people who loot like Indian burial grounds and yeah. get those pots and shit. Again, I just want an experience. I don't want to curse. No, let's have you legit curse, and then you can come on and bring those ghosts with you. Yeah, yeah. You okay. <laughs> you want me to bring ghosts into your house, Jake? Is all that what you're saying? All of a sudden, we'll have these. Fitz will be talking and be like, you murdered my soul. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love it. Yes. Supernatural episode. All right. I saw something recently just on the social medias as I'm pimping out domesticated savages out there on the Instagrams and the Facebooks and the TikToks. But somebody was showing, you know, top tens. They're doing top tens, top tens. And I saw one that was for top 10 pickup lines. So right now for you guys out there we're gonna give you the best pickup lines you can utilize to satisfy and fulfill your love lives men and women alike write these down the top 10 pickup lines for you now 
Let's see how much you start with we, one. Starting out with number 10? Starting out with, I don't care. Starting out with these aren't, these aren't number in, 10. These oh. aren't necessarily any order, best to worst, but these are just top 10, our, our 10 pickup lines we like to utilize. <laughs> this is one that I'm going to use next weekend. Did you fart? Because you just blew me away. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's not bad. Uh, you got one? Yeah. Jeremy. Are you a haunted house? Because I'm going to scream when I'm in you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh shit, the head game maker's here. <laughs> she brought breakfast for just herself. Just myself. You got one? I like how she comes down in the middle of this and has no idea what's going on. Yeah, I've got one for you. If I could rearrange the alphabet, I'd put you and I together. Oh. <laughs> you guys are going so freaking crass one that goes up that's not even crass one. You've, You've gotten that one before? Did it work? No. So it didn't work? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> With school, I just want an A. With you, I just want an F. Oh, dang. <laughs> Do you work for UPS? I could have sworn I saw you checking out my package. <laughs> Roses are red. Violets are fine. You be the six. I'll be the nine. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Yes. I like that one. Jake, you have to look at me. You know what winks and then screws like a tiger? <laughs> You apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what the gonna... I just winked at him for those listening. I'm not feeling myself today. Can I feel you instead? There you go. <laughs> Are you my homework? Because I'm not doing you, but I definitely should be. <laughs> oh my god, I can't use that one. Can you do telekinesis? Because you've made a part of me move without even touching it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Are you a drill sergeant? Because you have my private standing at attention. <laughs> You, you want to go half on a baby? <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's here's one that uh, dude tried to use in forty the forty year old version or no uh, Anchorman. Hey baby, there's a party in my pants and you're invited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a nice shirt. Can I talk you out of it? Yeah, so nice dress. Can I talk you out of it? I find your lack of nudity disturbing. <laughs> uh, I wonder if Vader ever used that one. What pickup lines have have you ever gotten? Um, not that many. There was like the alphabet one. Something about the stars. Stars? Something like written in the stars. I can't remember. I may not go down in history, but I'll go down on you. <laughs> Did you sit in a pile of sugar? Because you have a pretty sweet ass. <laughs> Tell your jugs to stop staring at my eyes. <laughs> Let's play carpenter. First, we'll get hammered. Then I'll nail you. <laughs> That's a good one. What's the difference between a Ferrari and an erection? I don't have a Ferrari. <laughs> Your body is made up of 70% water, and I'm thirsty. Here's a good one. Feel my shirt. It's made of boyfriend material. <laughs> Did you know that I'm good with numbers? Give me yours so I can prove it to you. <laughs> Want to share your side of the bed tonight? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> told me no. Damn. No, I prefer your side of the bed so then I can stroll over to mine. That's true. Here you go. Hi, I'm an astronaut, and my next mi- mission is to explore Uranus. Oh, dang. Did you just come from the vending machine? Because you look like a snack. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, my nickname, bro. Snacks. Snacks. I like a little hair. I don't mind exploring your forbidden forest. Oh, my God. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> some, of, some of these lines, some of the ones I'm finding are... Here's one. You're so hot, you melt the plastic in my underwear. Who the fuck's got plastic underwear? Oh my gosh. Call me Moaning Myrtle and run a bath while I watch. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) 
The only reason I would kick you out of bed would be to fuck you on the floor. <laughs> oh, damn. Let's go back to my room and do some math. Add a bed, subtract or close, divide your legs, and multiply. Oh, you dang. said math. I thought you said meth. Methamphetamines. Let's I heard go. math. I heard math. Meth could be more exciting. Are you the heir of Slytherin? I think you might be the only one who can open my chamber of secrets. Oh my gosh. If I flip a coin, what do you reckon my chances of getting head? <laughs> head? <laughs> oh, this is so corny. Do you like coffee? Because I like you a latte. <laughs> that is corny. I just checked my schedule and I can have you pregnant by Christmas. Oh, my oh dang. I got one. Are you a beaver? Because damn. <laughs> Oh my gosh, can you help me out? I'm tired of whomping my own willow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Here's a good one. Whomping willow. Would you like to try an Australian kiss? Just like a French kiss, but down under. <laughs> That's that south mouth, bro. Yeah. Uh, down under. I would tell you a joke about my pee-pee, but it's too long. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I got like, time, bro. Yeah, I, I, I got time. Let's see how long it really is. Prove it. Prove it. <laughs> I'd have to have at least two mimosas in me <laughs> before anything like that transpires, Jake. That's it? Two mimosas? You gotta take the edge off, bro. He's, he's an easy date. I'm not playing hard to get. I'm easy. Fair enough. All right, guys. We just wanted to give you that top 10 list. It might be more than 10. It might be less than 10. I don't know. We'll see in editing. <laughs> Fucking <But>, take it. <laughs> we're going to uh, move on to our Savage of the Week. This one makes me excited because I'm a big Star Wars fan. Okay, so our Savage of the Week Goes to David Canterbury of... The Canterbury Tales. No. Oh, Florida. I don't know what you just said. Of Portland, Oregon, actually. Uh, Portland, Oregon. We got a savage from Portland, Portland Oregon. So... It's mutually exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> trying to find he must not be from there. He must have been just visiting. <laughs> no, he lives there. So... He's a transplant. Yeah. Transplant. So, Mr... I almost said Mr. Durden. Mr. Canterbury is a little cuckoo. He's been trying to... Yeah, Fight Club reference. Tyler Durden. Tyler Durden. So, Mr. Canterbury is a little cuckoo. He's a little off his meds and has been actively trying to get more, like, better meds and stuff like that. But for whatever reason, his psychiatrist and doctor sucks. So, he goes off the rocker. He goes into a Toys R Us store off of Jansen Beach. They still have those? And so, this was back in... this. Yeah, this was a few years ago. Oh. Uh, Jeff Bezos put him out of business. Yeah. And he starts going crazy in there. Just starts throwing toys around and he's attacking people with toys and crazy stuff like that no serious injuries like nerf wars or what are we talking just here? like just grabbing toys and whatever just hitting people at first he was just throwing a bunch of toys off the shelves beat someone's ass with a big bird and then one of the employees came up to approach him and he started hitting the the employee and hitting other people and so of course they call the police so portland pd shows up portland pd shows up and they see this dude with a lightsaber and he's attacking people, and so they, you know, try to give him commands, and they're yelling at him. Eventually, somebody comes up with a genius idea to tase the guy. Right. So the officer pulls out his taser, shoots Mr. Canterbury, who deflects the taser probes with his lightsaber. Dang, he has the force, <laughs> bro. Force is strong with that one. The force <laughs> is strong with that one. So another officer pulls out a taser and gets uh -huh. him, successfully hits him. Okay. But, you know, being a, a Jedi master that he is, he quickly strikes the the taser prongs the, yeah. the wires with the 
lightsaber, lightsaber and disengages those. So he's got two under his belt now that he's successfully defeated with his lightsaber. Uh, lightsaber. And yeah. so eventually a couple other officers show up, they run up and they tackle him and they get him, they get him into custody and everything. But yeah, he was treated for minor injuries and then they took him to the hospital for a mental evaluation. <laughs> I'd say. So is, is he our savage or are the Portland police officers a savage because they're able to take somebody with a force into custody? Good point. A Jedi good man, point. Or a Sith Lord. Did he have the... Sounds like a Sith Lord. Did he, did he get the plans for the Death Star from the droids? Is I, that you know, I think that's probably what he was doing there, trying to find it. And yeah. He got so frustrated that, you know what? I think Portland PD does get the savage yeah, of the week. The savage of the week. You know what would have been even better custody. is if when Portland PD shows up, he should have said, aren't you guys a little short for a stormtrooper? <laughs> <laughs> that would have sealed it. Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? Like, this dude just looks a little cuckoo. Uh, he does look cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's he has that, that cuckoo look in his eyes. Yeah. Nice. Uh, well, so, yeah. Oregon, uh, Portland, Oregon. PD. Savages Jedi right Masters. Yeah. yeah. You, take, awesome. you take in a freaking Sith Lord or a Jedi Master into custody, good on you. You're the and savage you kept of the your hands. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, good for you guys. Good job. Good job, guys. Well, that wraps it up for this episode, you guys. Thanks a lot for tuning in. It's been fun. Uh, find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, anywhere you guys do your social medias. Go to our website, domesticatedsavages.com. Listen to the episode there. Go on Spotify, listen to the episode, share it with your friends. That's why I say, you guys, remember, share it with everybody. That way we can get the word out there and get more people listening to the savages. We appreciate you all. And uh, until next time, stay savage. Stay savage. The end. We need to get you some fucking Adderall. You need to do a couple lines of Adderall. Get fucking. <laughs> you need to get Rick flared up in this. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>